Welcome in everybody to the Sports Culture Podcast. I'm Seth, along with Mark and Mo. Say what's up, guys. What's going on? Today, on this episode, we're going to be going over our top five quarterbacks for this draft class and our top nine running backs for this draft class. Um, There's not much news to cover. The only thing I want to touch on is that Dan Snyder will be selling the team by May 22nd. That is the projected sale date. So myself, along with all the other Washington Commander fans out there, we will be saved in late March or May. I apologize. Late May. So he will be out of there, and Sam Howe will take the reins and lead us to the Super Bowl. But moving Thank on God. moving on to um, top five quarterbacks um, for this draft class. Um we each put in our top five, and I got the median. At number one, we have AR-15. I have AR-15-01. Mark has AR-15-01. Um, so, Mark, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and go over why we think AR-15 is one. I'll go over my reasoning first. You look at AR-15, and he makes throws that you see an elite quarterback make. Um, he has all the intangibles. He has everything that a coach cannot teach you. He has the arm talent. He yep. has the best arm strength in the class, in my opinion. He yep. has the most athleticism in the class, in my opinion. Yep. yep. He's not an inaccurate quarterback like people say he is. Most athleticism mm. we've seen in a long time, might I add. Exactly. Okay, okay, Maybe buddy, calm down. the most calm down. by a quarterback Calm ever. down. I, I need to see a video of him squatting 600. I mean, specifically more athletic than Jalen Hurts. We'll just, we'll false. Just, we'll just, just false. Just wrong. I mean, nah. Like, really? Look, you look at his combine numbers. And I mean, you know. Yawn. Take it with a grain of salt sometimes, but he he put up some crazy metrics. How much you put on the squat rack? Don't worry about it. More than Jalen Hurts. His weak. No, that's not true. Jalen Hurts squats 600. It's fake. Anyway. Huh? Alright. So, um... Mark, what's your what's your reasoning for um, Anthony Richardson at one? Uh, well, first off... I, I'm not a huge fan of this QB class. I think there's a lot of high ceilings, for sure. But it's kind of like all over the place. It's a little lackluster. Only time will tell, but I do love the athleticism. And I feel like people forget how strong he actually finished the season last year because he did start pretty slow. I mean, can't really attest to that because it's on the film. Um, But he, he finished strong, came back, and he's just a young stud. I think mm-hmm. could really develop in this league. Uh huh. 
All right, so Yon. number two, um, CJ Stroud comes in. That's your guy at number one, Mo. What's the reason? Yeah, he's Stroud at, at one. He's just better. He just he just gets it done. He he's been consistently better throughout college. If his kicker didn't have done. like more chromosomes than the rest of the average person, he, he probably would have been the national championship. But his kicker. Missed the field goal by Rowdy. A full football field. That's a good point. I think CJ Stroud also has crazy arm talent and arm strength. I think he just has a better football IQ. I think his maybe his ceiling isn't higher, but I think his I think he'll end up being the better player. I don't think Anthony Richardson will ever hit his incredibly high ceiling oh, yeah, that everybody has set for him. Anthony Richardson has the highest ceiling in the class, and it's not even close. Yeah, he has the highest ceiling, but I mean that doesn't really matter. Because, okay. you know, people don't always hit the ceiling. So, that's a fair point. I see this at three, and... Here's Yon, why. that's ridiculous. Here's mm-hmm. why. Here's why. Let me explain it to you. Because you, you don't know ball. Because you don't know ball. Because you don't know ball. I'm not saying Stroud is bad. I, I don't think he's bad. He has good wheels. He has great, great accuracy. He's great on the run. He has a decent frame. But his, his deep, deep accuracy is insane. He has... He's probably he's the most accurate quarterback in the class, especially on uh-huh. on the deep ball. He, he makes passes in tight windows like you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. His pocket presence sucks. It honestly reminds me of Dwayne. That's Haskins. true. Yeah, but that's a teachable trait. And honestly, mm. okay, mm. all right. It is. He plays it is. I'm sorry. Much, it is. He plays way too much hero ball. He, of course, he, every college quarterback of the last 20 years played hero ball. Not like CJ Stroud. His footwork needs needs help. His ceiling is horrible. He's Jared Goff. I don't think it's. That's I think that's is. ridiculous. That's ridiculous. CJ Stroud. Is that's Jared ridiculous. That's Anthony I mean, Richardson. Is, Seth definitely made some good points, but no, nah, he's. I think CJ Stroud's raw. I think he has a huge ceiling, and. One of the reasons I haven't met too is because I think we've seen a lot of Brace Young. You know, like I think I don't think there's much more to see. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna be a Texan. He's gonna be running for his life out there. He's probably gonna be sacked six times a game. Who are you talking about? Brace Young. That's, oh yeah. Real. That's, that's why I have CJ Stroud too, and why I think he is a higher ceiling. Real. Okay. Use a fax. So our our median is Bryce Young at three. I have Bryce Young at two. Um, I think Bryce Young is the most talented quarterback in this class. Um, with just pure talent. Um, I think he's the most talented. He's not the most athletic. I think that belongs to Anthony Richardson. He's not. He doesn't have the best arm, the strongest arm. I think that belongs to Anthony Richardson. But when it comes to accuracy. When it comes to footwork, when it comes to IQ, um, I think Bryce Young is the most well-rounded quarterback. But he's a midget. He's he came in at five ten, right? Five ten, one eighty five, something like that. Um, that he can't in the in the combine. He came in at like two oh five or something like that. But that dude just that was way above dude, his that playing dude just weight. Got fat. His playing weight is one eighty five. So yeah. Um, He's too small. That's that's what it comes down to. He's too small. Small quarterbacks don't pan out. Midget quarterbacks don't pan out. Been yeah, like, and he's going to be in a bad situation. Yeah, there's. he's probably going to be a Texan. 
There's like which is horrible. There's like three, three quarterbacks who are under six feet tall that have panned out. And that's Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Tua, and Tua. All right, moving on. Um, yeah. So, what's your guys' opinion on Bryce Young? You pretty much hit it. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said before, I really think we've just seen like a lot of him already, and I don't know how much more he's gonna develop, you know, especially in Houston. Right. All right. So, um, moving on to four, um, we all have Will Levis at four. Will the thrill? I think Will Colt. can end up being a decent quarterback in the NFL. I think Will Levis is Carson Wentz. Um, he has he competes with Anthony Richardson for best arm and best best athleticism in the class. Um, I think Richardson definitely has him on athleticism, but Will Levis is probably second most athletic quarterback in the class. And his arm is really good too. He has really good arm talent. He has a lot of intangibles, um, but his mental game is horrible. His decision making is horrible. He needs a really good coach to be good. I think he'll be the best rookie quarterback this year, like just this year. Uh, it happen. I could see it just I because think, of the intangibles he has. Now, well, in the I think he'll be put in the best situation. But so he needs to if he gets if he if if he's a Colt, then he's got Shane Steichen, who ran the Eagles offense last year. He's got yeah, Jonathan good. Taylor. He's got that's Michael Pittman. No. I think I think he'll I think he'll have the best rookie year. I think since he does have a horrible mental game, he should sit a year. Just like I think Anthony Richardson should sit a year. I think the Panthers. Should take Who the hell is Will Levis going to sit behind on the Colts? Is going to sit. I'm 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 saying if he I was do, drafted to somewhere where he could sit a year. I do think he gets a little um overshadowed. By the rest of the class, because yeah, he and I, 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 I like the Carson Wentz comp because he's like not great at one particular thing. He's just kind of like all over the place. No, I mean he he's his well he is great at two particular things. He can chuck the ball down the field and be accurate with it, and he can he's crazy athletic. So that's his he just two. hit the top of the dome like a week ago. And also, I'd like to say that he, out of the other guys, maybe a, outside of like AR-15 potentially, he probably had the worst weapons in college. Yeah, yeah. He was playing on Kentucky. So I think I think he should be a top ten pick in the draft. I think he will. He will be, but I know there's people who think he sucks, and there's no reason he should be even a first round pick. And those people don't understand. No, it uh, definitely so gets uh, uh, overshadowed. People don't understand the product of film. They look at his stats and say, oh, he sucks. Same thing with Anthony Richardson. Um, but you look at his film, and he definitely has talent. He just needs to learn how to put it together and stop having such bad mental errors. And if he gets put with a good coach and a good situation, I think he can end up being solid. I do agree with Mo that there's a very real chance that he's the best quarterback this in his rookie year. But nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, moving on to number five. All of us have Hendon Hooker. Um, Hendon Hooker 
will be coming off a torn ACL. He's 25 years old. He's, I don't think he's going to pan out to be anything in the NFL, but a team, I agree. A team could take a shot on him in the f- mid rounds, you know, third, fourth, fifth round, and see if yep. he can do anything for them. Because he does have talent. He showed that, you know, Tennessee. I think he'll go earlier than that. I think he could go in the second. I think it would be a bad move. If someone really wants to take a chance on him. I think he's a commander. Uh, I, I, I've been seeing, I I guess we um, use a top 30 draft visit on him. So that, that that's, that's kind of kind of sucks. but So I could definitely see us taking him in the second or third. I think he should be a third round pick. But yeah. I don't think he's going to be any more than a backup in the NFL. I don't think it's crazy to take him in the second, though. I don't think it's crazy. I just He's 25 years old coming off a torn ACL. I mean... I don't, I, I don't. At least as a commander fan, I don't. I don't want us to take him in the second. Because we have yeah. Sam Howell, and then we have a really good backup in Jacoby Brissett. So, all right. But um, you guys have any other thoughts on Hendon Hooker? Not really. Not particularly. <laughs> all right. Um. So yeah, that's Hendon Hooker. All right. Moving on to uh, what we've been waiting for, Bijan Robinson. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah. The fantasy king future, of this draft. Future Eagle. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Running back one. That's on. One of the most future Eagle. That's on. Probably the most talented running back since Saquon Barkley. Um, yeah. Actually, no talking about Bijan, though, I do want to bring up the Eagles real quick because. I personally don't think it's outrageous if they took him at 10. I do, and that's just because he's a running back. I, I understand. No, I, that's because you're a Commanders fan. I understand. You're scared. You're, you're scared. You're, I, I think the whole league should be terrified if the Eagles took Bijan Robinson at 10. I I they would have far and they don't. They shouldn't risk it. They should just take him. They should just take him. He would be. They would have the best rushing attack of like the last twenty years, and it wouldn't even be close. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, and they still have another first to get an impact player. Mhm. Like, I, was, I see I was everyone. Saying, everyone's I complaining about it, saying it's like the, everyone's making it seem so much bigger than it is. But I really wouldn't be shocked at all. The Eagles have the luxury pick. Use it on the luxury player of the draft. They are probably the only team that high that can take them and be like, "Huh, you know, we're not, we're no, not really risking anything not. here." Yeah, because what are they? It would make more sense. Boo hoo, They passed on Jalen Carter or something, man. I really could care less. Their D line is stacked already. They're, they have two All Pro cornerbacks. Now, if you guys wouldn't have brought back Darius Slay, I would say you guys have to go cornerback at ten. No yeah, but they don't. But they don't have to go anything at ten. I was just saying hypothetically, if you guys didn't. Who would you pick if you were the Eagles? Like right now, Bijan. Mm-hmm. I think I would still take. I think I would still take Carter? a DB just because of Carter. Is not Why would you take a DB? That's ridiculous. And this deep class of of this deep deep class of DBs, you're I gonna know, take one at ten. I know, I know it's very deep, but the the top five are insane. And none of the I'm top a huge are... Porter fan, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I'm I also a huge Joey Porter, Porter fan. I wanted him, but we re-signed a top, two top 20 corners in the league. Probably the best cornerback partnership in the league. 
if they're going to take a DV, I think at 30 they take Brian Branch and we call it a day. Brian Branch. Because I, really, I really like Brian Branch. I don't think he'll be there at 30. I think they'll trade up for him. Hmm. All right, but yeah. Because Howie, I know Howie's been known for stacking the trenches, but uh, he's good. one one at one point they're stacked enough, and you gotta make a splash somewhere else. There's, and if there's right, any enough, draft, enough you're gonna Eagles do it. Talk, enough Eagles talk. Nah, Bijan, nah. Get back to Bijan. I mean, <laughs> one of the best prospects there's, there's we've not seen much to say in a while. Him. Everybody knows how good he is. Yeah, he's just that guy. Um, but we'll go ahead and go to uh, our Gibbs. two guy. Jameer Gibbs, who I think is very overshadowed by... Uh, well, I'm just saying, one of the two at the end of the draft is going to be an eagle. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, Anyways. I think Gibbs is like... We all know how talented DeAndre Swift is. I think he's like DeAndre Swift in the yeah. way he plays. He's a really good receiving back, but he can also r- run the ball. I'm pretty good. I mean, I think he would have been the number one running back prospect in a, in a lot of other draft classes. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's very it's not very common that you find a running back who can who can run the ball like Gibbs can, but is also a crazy route runner. Um, I mean, in 2022, he averaged 6.1 yards per carry on 926 yards and seven touchdowns on the ground. And then also 44 receptions for 444 yards and three scores in the air. And yeah. Alabama offense up and throw the running back a lot. So, that it Gibbs is very good. And he's going to go either late first round or early second. Yep. 100%. I think he'll go I mean, it, team it's like just his skill set as a whole. It doesn't really get much better than that. He's yep. exactly like um, Travis Etienne coming out of Clemson. Yeah, better, that makes sense. Better, I, I, I can see the comp. That's a good comp. I think I think he should be a Charger. I, I like the Swift comp as well. I wouldn't I wouldn't take him at their first round pick, but if they can, I like hope if Eckler's gone, if Eckler's gone, you're saying? Well, I think Eckler's I think Eckler is going to be a Charger this year because nobody's trading for his contract and then yeah. resigning him to another contract. No one's going to give up, you know, draft capital. Which is just going to be like a fifth-round pick, but still it's draft capital. Yeah. Then, then taking on his last year of the contract, then re-signing him to another contract. Nobody's going to do that. Austin Eckler is not mm-hmm. that good. He's going to play, too. He's, it's not he's, like he's not something monumental happened between them, but the relationship is a little tainted. Yeah. I, Austin Eckler even said it. He got interviewed, and he said, it's looking like I'm going to be a charger for this next year, and it is what it is. And he literally, yeah. he was so humble. Yeah. It was like nobody wants to give up draft capital and sign me to another contract but if the chargers take jameer gibbs they can give him some, help to god they, he falls to the dolphins they can somewhere. give him some run this year but still have austin eckler be the main guy and then um once austin eckler is gone gibbs can take over the reins um in 2024 it's kind of like you know derrick henry he didn't really play for what two years jameer gibbs be so good on the dolphins offense can yeah, too bad you guys, that? you guys tampered and don't have a first round pick. Yeah, but that shit is so fake. <laughs> Dude, I hilarious. remember seeing that notification. Like, I was like, oh, it'll probably take like a day two pick, maybe like a third or something. Boom, first round pick. I was like, are you serious? It's a Tom Brady. They it's lost the first for not even getting anything. Classic yeah. Dolphins. Anyway, Jameer Gibbs, the Dolphins. 
agenda. Yeah, um, so I think Bijan and Gibbs are the clear one and twos um, in this class. Of course. And th- there's, there's no really argument for anybody else, I think. Um, number three, I have somebody different, but you guys both have uh, Charbonnet. Um, yeah. I have Charbonnet at four. Um, I, Charbonnet is really good. His his best part of his game is his frame, six foot two fourteen. Um, he's his playing speed is way better than what his forty time was. His forty time was like four five three. Yeah, I think his playing time yeah. is way better than that. Um, in twenty twenty two, he rushed for a thousand three hundred fifty nine yards on a seven yard per carry average and fourteen touchdowns. So he's an insane runner. Um, he's. Yeah, and he's physical as well. Like he his carries size, his speed really well. He runs really hard, and he he's so he's one of the best yards after contact guys. He's a great vision too. Yeah, so I think he's gonna be a a three down starter in the NFL like right away. Yeah, hundred percent. So he he'll be really good. Um, you guys have anything to add on Charbonnet? I yeah. Where y'all think he's? Uh, Gonna go where y'all think he's he'll fit in. I could see him. Hmm. Mm. Chicago? No. Maybe, but they have Cleo Harbor. I don't. I don't think they're gonna. I. I mean, they could. You know, I could see like the Vikings taking someone like Charbonnet because he's mm. gonna be gone soon. And yeah, I Alex, guess Alexander Madison isn't their future at running back. So I could see someone like the Vikings take him. I think the Vikings are going to be taking a running back in the second round, and people are going to go ballistic over it because they have Dalvin Cook. But let's be honest, Dalvin Cook is slowing down. He was way worse last season, and that contract, he's a prime cut candidate. So I could see the Vikings take someone like Charbonnet. Yep. Um, I have uh, at number three... I have Kendra Miller out of TCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people kind of forgot about him. His his frame is pretty good, 5'11", 215. Um, his, his favorite part of my favorite part of his game is his instincts as a runner. Um, he just has a natural running ability, and his patience is really good, and patience is very important for a running back. He's super physical. Like, when he gets mm-hmm. hit, he, he stays up. He has just really good balance. So... He's also one of the best uh, yards after contact guys in the league or in this draft class. Um, That's fair. I think he's another guy who's going to be a three-down starter in the NFL, and I think he's going to be a second-round pick. He's another guy I think the Vikings or somebody like that could take. I like it. Good words, Seth. You guys guys aren't as high on him. You you have him at uh, seven, Mo, and Mark. I have him at four. At four. Okay, yeah, so you're, you're... me and you are pretty much the same, uh, Mark. Yawn. Flip flop. Seven is a little crazy. We, we just flip flop. My fault. My fault, boys. But Mo is kind of retarded. And he has a I think it's because I'm higher on Tank Bigsby than you guys. Yeah, you are a lot higher on Tank Bigsby, mm. Bigsby than us. That's true. Um, my number five, I have um, Devin, or I'm sorry, my yeah, my number five, I have Devin Akin. Um Mo, you have him at four. Um, yeah. And Mark, where do you have him? You have him at five. So five, I believe. We all have him in about the same range. I think everybody has him in the four to five range. Um, I, I yeah. wouldn't put him at three, but four to five range is pretty good. Out of A&M, he's really fast. Uh, four, three, two speed. The 
biggest knock on him is his size, 5'9", 188. Yeah, that's not horrible, though. He's a running back. But I think he needs to put up, put on, like, five pounds of muscle. And, but, I mean, he's he's probably going to go in the third round in the draft. Yeah. His his elusiveness, though, helps him a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's real he's slippery. He's so hard to tackle. Clean. Yeah, he's a really good receiving back and backup runner is what he is. He's going to end up being a third down running back in the NFL is what he's going to be. He's going to be like what Kenneth Gainwell is for yeah, the Eagles now. Yeah, and that's really valuable for a team because the NFL, yeah. the, nobody's, nobody's going to – three down starters are still a thing, but nobody's going to get more than like 60, 60%, 60%, 65% of the workload moving forward. Yeah. Um, in the NFL. I mean, the NFL after Bijan and Gibbs, you can really plug and play all these guys we've just mentioned in the top five. Yeah. Yeah, so Devin Kane. They're all great. going to be a really fast, all around. Uh, slippery, elusive receiving back is what he's going to be. Um, but that's very valuable for teams. Um, number six. I think we're all kind of mixed up at six. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I had Tank at five. Yeah, you had Tank at five. Um, He's I, him. Tank is him. Uh, let's talk about Tank and Tajay Spears. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk oh. about Tank. Um, Mo had him. Dude, Tank is just Tank was just he's just a, a hard runner, man. And Auburn had such a shitty O line, and he was still getting five and a half yards per carry, and four of those yards would come after contact, which is insane. Which is will translate to the NFL game. He he can break a tackle. Which is really nice. important, Just being able to break a tackle early really in the well-rounded uh, runner. Oh yeah, 100%. He, definitely a very good third down back. If you need like a short gain, he, he'll be able to bust through the first couple of tackles, I think. Or especially the first one. Oh yeah, dude's strong-ass legs. Yeah. Um, he choked me with him. He's very well-rounded. The problem very is good. he doesn't have anything <laughs> that like... He doesn't have an elite trait. He's just super well-rounded. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. We're at numbers five and six in our running back class. None of them are going to be have super elite traits anymore. These are just I'd guys, his, you know. I'd say his strength is... Yeah. This, like, is, uh, this is thing. The, he has good size, but he doesn't have good mass and density. I, I don't know if you, you, like, follow me there. He's saying he's not girthy. Yeah, basically. He's, he's not girthy. He's not girthy. He, he doesn't... He, he he can't. And the I know in at Auburn he was able to do good with the battle line and uh, get through tackles and stuff. But I don't think he's gonna be able to do the same thing consistently in the NFL. That's fair to say. And I think he needs better vision. Oh. Because yep. he a lot of times he doesn't he likes to just run inside. He doesn't see. Um, Available lanes where he can cut it outside, stuff like that. I think yeah. he's gonna be like a like a Jamal Williams type. Yeah, I think that's a perfect comp for him, actually. I think his ability to uh, get through those holes though does help him out with the uh, lack of vision. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bigsby, I I have I have been nine. I'm lower than him. But uh, Mo, you had him at uh. I have a five. Him at five. I had him pretty low eight. too. Um. So let's talk. I, about- I just see the vision. Let's talk about uh, 
We'll talk about McBride real quick, because we... Yeah, we'll put McBride at seven. I have met Shout eight. out, UAB. I have met eight. Um, Mark, you have him at seven. And uh, Mo, you have him at six. So yep. Seven is the median. Um, McBride, very small school. Very small school. Um, He's been productive, though. No, yeah. Um, I think running backs is... Running backs is one of those positions where you can be very successful in the NFL coming out of a small school. Um, uh, yeah, 100%. His frame is pretty good, 5'10", 209. In 2022, his stat line was insane, 7.5 seven yards per carry for 1,700 yards and 19 touchdowns. So that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, he definitely needs some development, especially in the passing game. I mean, he's coming out of a small school, so obviously he needs yeah. some development. But I think he's going to be a really – I think he's going to go probably in, like, the fourth round. And I think he's going to be a steal there. I think he's going to be valuable for a team. Uh, yeah, I agree. That's pretty, I mean, yeah, coming out of a small school, you got, like – you're not really going to be able to work on a great passing game there anyways. Yeah. And his – if he would have had a better combine, that would have really helped him. I mean, he ran, like, a 4-5-2, which is not good for yeah. him back. But he he definitely has better playing speed. He's really shifty, and yeah, I like the way he runs. And he's he's quick for the type of build he has for being two hundred nine. He's pretty quick. So yeah, I think he's gonna be a pretty good value for an NFL team. And probably the fourth round would be where I would say he would go. Um, Fair. Tajay Spears, real quick. We'll put him at eight because Mo, you have him at eight. Um, Mark, you have him at six. Yeah, and I have him above McBride. I didn't even put him in my top ten. Go Great. ahead, go so. ahead, Mark. I like his um, ability in the passing game. Really, that's that's why I like him more than McBride. He's just. Uh, yeah, I get. I think he's also very good at uh, like op- like evading open field tackles. He makes a lot of people miss. Yeah, he's fast. He's his. He could cut. Got simply. a cool ass name too. Yeah, the problem uh, for me, like, yeah, he's a really good receiver. He's an elite receiver. I think he'll be a good receiver in the NFL, um, a running back. But um, he's he's gonna be in the NFL in the running game. He's kind of gonna be relegated to outside runs. Um, and pro, and I think he's gonna he's limited to cut blocks and like blitz pickups. I don't think if he has a big linebacker bull rushing at him, yeah, I don't think he's gonna be able to like grab that linebacker's pads and really block him. I think he's gonna be limited to cut blocks. And when you're uh, receiving back in the NFL, you're kind of you're kind of required to be a good blocker. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, his build isn't bad. Maybe two hundred one, five ten, but he's he's not going to be someone who's able to like grind out yardage between tackles and grind out extra yard yardage. And he doesn't have good power, so that's why I'm lower on him than you guys. But I do agree that he's an elite receiver. So and coming out of 
Tulane, which, I mean, that's not, never mind, never mind on that, but, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a little bit lower on him than you guys. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, moving on, we'll talk about, uh, let's talk about Zach Evans really quick. I have him at seven, um, neither of you guys have him, um, in your guys' ranking. Um, the reason I have him at seven, um, coming out of Ole Miss, his frame is not great, 5'11", 202. Um, in 2022, he averaged six and a half yards per carry for 936 yards and nine touchdowns. Um, the reason I have him, his speed and running ability is really, really good. You look at his 40, and it wasn't, um, it wasn't crazy impressive. It was four four nine. Four five two. Four 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 nine was the official. Um, mm-hmm. But when you watch him play, his speed is pretty crazy. Um, like his strengths, um, he has just really good straight line speed. Which straight line speed is kind of like mid when you're looking at a running back, but you need straight line speed. And he's also a very, very good strong interior runner. But going back to straight line speed, his initial burst is really crazy. Um, and he's super creative. But he needs he needs to, as a receiver, he, ha- he has a lot of work. He needs to be able to create separation. Um, he gets too upright. And he doesn't have, he needs to work on run blocking. And that's, if you're not a good run blocker, you're not going to get a ton of snaps of the running back in the NFL. So I understand why you guys don't have him ranked. But uh, I have him at seven just because of his, really because of his speed and burst and his creativity. Um, but lastly, we'll talk about Deuce Vaughn because Mark wants yes. to do it at 10. Yes. Um, Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn is 5'5. Five, five, I, just, I just love Deuce Vaughn. He's just. Five. He's he's a midget and I, I but I, I, the way he runs, I understand like, he's a decent runner. But this guy and his vision is just amazing. I just can't. I can't say that a five five one seventy five running back is going to pan out in the NFL. No, I mean I'm sure he'll never, you know, pan out to be anything. Crazy. That's why he's not, you know, a first-round prospect or anything. I'm sure he'll probably. He'll probably like. I mean, if he pick. if he even does get drafted, yeah, probably in the sixth round, seventh round. I mean, I could even see him going undrafted, but um, he if he was taller, this dude is top five hundred percent. I mean, his his frame just sucks. That's, his that's cuts, yeah. I mean. His cuts, his vision, it's just... And his motor is just insanely high for a guy who's 5'5", five five, you know? Yeah, I mean, sure. I just, I, I, I can't I can't rank him in my top 10. Dude, it's just explosive. It's just him. 4-4-3 four, four, when I watched on the, uh, on the State versus TCU. Oh, yeah, I mean... What did he he put up damn near two hundred yards? Yeah, that was that was a crazy game. That was I, I remember watching that game. That game was crazy. 
And the craziest part is he really wasn't even utilized that much as a passing back. Well, for obvious reasons, but if you get him in the slot, like, you know. Yeah. He'll, he'll be a receiving back in the NFL if he, if he has used it all. But, um, so that's going to wrap it up. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, next episode, we're going to be talking about wide receivers and tight ends. Um, so, um, we'll catch you guys next episode. And Sam Howell, Gibbs, the Dolphins, baby. Sam Howell, quarterback one, MVP 2023. That's uh, two up, but whatever. All right, two, two brain cells. Hey.